the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome. Welcome on back to our itsy bitsy, teensy weensy Saturday night show. I'm Randy Corporan. I guess that uh, welcome back applies more to me than you. You've probably been here all along. I uh, did a quick count and it has been eight weeks since I have sat in this seat. And I wondered what it would feel like to hear the radar love and the the, you know, that opening music that I've had since, gosh, 2014 to start every single one of my radio shows. Not the fill-ins, but the rest. And I got to tell you, it felt pretty good. That same, you know, that's a riding song, a cruising song. I cruised over here, got some sun, some noise, some wind. All the things that help make me feel good. And that song fits right in. It's... um Exactly seven weeks now, uh, 11 hours and about 14 minutes since uh, my wife took her last breath on this earth. And that's why I've been gone. And I think it's important to kind of get that out there because I know most of the folks that listen to this show are regular listeners, but we get new people tuning in. And, and uh, uh, I, I have the feeling I've wondered for the last I, I promised or I didn't promise. I suggested, kind of committed, said I would be back on the air uh, today on July 22nd. I was out of town last weekend, or I probably would have given it a try then. And I'll tell you, as today approached, I uh, I started to wonder if it was a good idea because it's a different world for me now. It's a different, it's not a different view of what's going on in the world. It's I just haven't been paying super close attention to all of that right now, but everything is in this new lens. And, uh, I just wasn't sure if I was ready to get into this. I did a couple of, uh, of political events uh, last weekend. I was in West Palm beach, Florida, president Trump, Tucker Carlson, and so many rock stars, but the biggest rock stars at all uh, of all at the Turning Point Action event that Charlie Kirk put on and, and my fellow Republican National Committee man, Tyler Boyer, was the six or seven thousand amped up, energized, pumped up, unbelievable young people who get it, who understand where we're at in our culture war. The, the one that, you know, Republicans have told us, told me for the last 14 years, you shouldn't talk about that abortion, gay marriage, what's going on in the schools, you know, that those are the not the bread and butter issues that get Republicans elected. And there really is a lot of politics that I am fired up and ready to talk about <laughs> Fox News and uh, matching donations from Fox News employees to the satanic temple. Uh, the Biden administration cutting off funding to the Wuhan lab. You know, where the CCP, communist Chinese, Wuhan virus came from. We were told for years during the pandemic that we weren't funding the Wuhan lab. And then something that happened right before I flew out of town for the first time for that uh, Florida event. Tucker Carlson virtually ending 
former Vice President Mike Pence's political career with one question. And we've got some audio put together. We may spend some time um, playing some of that with you. But the other thing that I've wondered, being gone for the last eight weeks and now having seven weeks between, um, you know, sitting there for the final hours with my wife and uh, um, to say goodbye and then being here today is how much of the show could I do without really talking about my own personal experience, the the grief, the the loss, the incredible support and love from so many different aspects of my life and my children's lives. Um, it and I wasn't sure because for days I was telling myself, no, no, if you're going to go on the air, you move on, you get right back into doing your political activist pump them up, get the word out. You know, this show is called Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. And when Tana created this name, that's my wife, my deceased wife, when when she decided, and she really did, I liked it, of course, but she was the creative genius in the family. When we came up with this name, I was going to be doing uh, my very first talk radio show as a daily morning talk show on another Denver station. So Wake Up with Randy Corcoran made a lot of sense. But I always wondered, well, what if I do get a different time slot? What if I move on or change to afternoons or get tired of getting up at four o'clock in the morning or whatever? And she convinced me and it wasn't hard. And I agree with her that wake up is not about the time of day. So I've been coming in here, whether I'm filling in for other people or going around the state or going around the country, speaking events, all the different things that I've done to try and get people to to wake up and not necessarily come to the same conclusions I have. But stop believing the nonsense in the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine. Do some thinking and some reading and some looking on their own. And man, oh man, especially the people who listen to this show, you have responded. But riding in, and I, it was still up in the air. You know, I sent some stuff to um, to Blake, our producer, who was so kind enough to come to our service, man. Just publicly thank you for that. A lot of folks from 710 were there. I had no idea. I didn't see so many until I got this massive guest book and um, read through the names. And um, I'll probably get some thank yous out before this show is over. But even on the way here, I just wasn't sure. Am I going to just talk about this transition in my life and the changes and what I've learned and what you should look out for and what you should be prepared for? You know, I'm an attorney, a former car mechanic. I'm a fixer. And so... The things I'm going through, I want to make sure that you don't have to go through because I wasn't ready for this at all. So I think what's likely to happen is we're going to get some politics. We're going to talk. We're going to we're going to slug it out a bit because it does make me feel good to be back in this seat and have this opportunity again. And we're going to talk a little bit about these last seven weeks or this these last. Um, yeah, the last seven weeks. It's been eight weeks because I did the show the week before, but seven weeks since uh, my life was turned upside down. We've got callers on the line. Phone number is 303-696-1971. Be patient. We'll get to every call tonight. I want to hear from you, whether it's political, whether it's your own experience of loss, whether you just want to check in. Um, man, oh, man, do I need people right now. And it's funny because I... You know, I've I'm, I'm always been kind of a loner, very close with my family. And, you know, um, 
and I, I like to be social. I like to get out once in a while. I like to have fun. Of course, political rallies, and I've emceed. I, I did a panel. Um, what was it? Monday, Tuesday? No, Monday night, I think, this week. I did a panel, big panel, in with all these gazillion people at Turning Point Action last weekend. Although I have to say my performance was abysmal. My heart was not in that one. But I enjoy those kinds of things. But for getting through this experience in my life, for, you know, figuring out a life moving forward, I'm the kind of person that likes to do that alone. I pretty much like my privacy when it comes to grief or kind of sorting things out. So it's it's a mixed bag. But when I come in here... I don't feel like, you know, I'm a radio host and I'm talking to an audience of listeners. Your family, uh, my colleagues here at 710 KNUS production, um, producers, uh, the bosses, the other hosts, we're family, sometimes a family that has squabbles. <laughs> God knows. But it's, it's family. And, and that was the feeling, the instant support, the instant, you know, your show's there. Come back when you're ready. And I bet that could have been next year and it would have been okay. I can't do that. I can't, I can't put any important part of my life on hold for a long time. Number one, I'm not getting any younger. Number two, if I was just sitting around, uh, that would probably do me in faster than anything else. But so being here is like sharing with another part of my family. And I know many people who listen to this show came to, um, to our services for my wife. And uh, and I can't count the hundreds, hundreds of cards and flowers, of course, and gifts, big chocolate baskets and just all kinds of things that uh, Tana would likely be willing to come back from the grave for this one chocolate basket that we got. Uh, we got gifts like a tree planted in Israel. And uh, in fact, I have another tree, a real tree in my office that somebody delivered biker buddies just the coolest gift ever and uh i'll probably pull up the card i took a picture of it so i can tell you what it is because when it blossoms it's just beautiful and it's literally to be planted forever it's a forever remembrance of my beautiful bride now (laughs) it's wrapped in uh, clay or something and i've got to get it home but here's the problem i don't know what we're going to do with it because i don't know if i'm going to stay in my house i don't know it's my home. I still love it. Kids, grandkids, you know, memories. But it's also uh, a very empty place to go to sometimes. Worst part for me, I think, is nighttime, going home after work. I've been back to work for, I don't know, about a week and a half. Um, tonight, being out of town and, you know, not checking in at home or coming home from a trip. Those are very difficult things to go through. So I got to figure out what to do with this tree. And I'm going to probably stop by Tagawa tomorrow. It's a big garden place and see um, what they suggest, because if it looks like it would grow too fast, if I stick it in my yard where I live, I don't think I can take it with me. And I've already checked with the cemetery and we have a family plot over there. And I think maybe we're just going to find a spot for this beautiful tree, this incredible gift. Um, and, and stick it over there. But isn't it weird? These are some of the things that, I mean, who would ever dream that you have to think about this kind of stuff? Lord knows I would not. 
but um, that might be an important list. I'm literally thinking about putting together a a program, you know, from a lawyer's perspective and now from a recently widowed, um, nearly elderly man. Is that what you call someone nearing 64? I don't know. I sure don't feel it. Riding around in shorts on my Harley, jumping dirt bikes, rolling around with grandkids. But um, I think that might be a real service because I made so many mistakes in my life by not preparing for something that, of course, you never expect. Tan and I would talk about this just in passing and think, well, we got, you know, we got another 20 years. We'll, we'll sort that out tomorrow. And then all of a sudden, you know, tomorrow doesn't come. So, so many things swirling around in my head. Before we get to our first caller of the day, I want to do that before we go to our first break. But before we do that, um, for anybody who I got a text yesterday from someone and said, hey, did you get our blankety blank? And and they weren't, you know, they just wanted to make sure that we got it. And I just want everybody to know that has sent cards and um, other types of remembrances and, and support the grief books, the, the, the wonderful scripture, just every single one of you. We have put together, I've, I had to have my office do it because there were so many, put together a spreadsheet of everybody's name and addresses if we had them. And we are going to get started on our thank yous. So um, if you don't get a thank you card from our family within the next month or so, then probably we didn't get what you had or we couldn't come up with your address or something. But uh, um, those are going to be going out very, very soon. But I come to the station today and there's I haven't been here in eight weeks and there's cards and a box and other stuff in my locker. So you guys are so incredible, so incredible. And it's, you know, that kind of support that keeps people propped up when they're at their lowest points. And I'm, I'm very grateful for it. So text messages, text messages are rolling in. We'll get to some of those in a bit. But uh, John in Aurora has been waiting since the top of the hour. And, John, I'm grateful to you. Welcome to the show. Hey, Randy, I want to welcome you. Welcome, welcome. And uh, John from the Tea Party and John, o, John o. Scott's campaign. And uh, I just, you know... All I could say is, you know, just, you know, we love you and care much, a lot about you. And, and I've had too much experience with this, with loss. I lost my mom 51 years ago when I was 15 and, uh, from cancer. And yeah. my brother, my older brother and my younger sister have both passed already. Ah, John. And, uh, just, grief is a funny thing. It just hits you whenever it hits you. And, and there's no right way or wrong way of doing it. And, uh, that's the only thing I could, if I would say anything at all is just it's going to hit you whenever it hits you, and especially this first year. But uh, and just you know, there's no right way or wrong way of doing it, so I wouldn't feel too, you know. I I hear you say I did things the wrong way, and there may be some truth to that, but a lot of it's just life is grief is a weird thing. It's, it'll just come sometimes when you're totally unexpected even for me 51 years later you know time to time i think of my mom in different situations and sure. i just go wow but uh but brother i just uh just love you and i know there's a ton of people that love you and we're saying welcome back and uh and just do it do it you know the best way that you can and, and i don't don't be too hard on yourself. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> grief is a weird thing. John, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the call and um, you sharing your experiences as well. 
And um, I have to say it feels good to be back. So um, yeah. thank you very much, sir, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah, and yeah, we'll see you at the next tea party. Take Sa- care, brother. Yeah, I'll be back for that one, too. Thank okay. you, John. Take Bye. care. Yeah, I missed the last two tea parties for obvious reasons. And uh, John brings up an interesting point. And, I, you know, maybe this turns into a, a show on grief, and, and that's okay. Plenty of time. Midterms are a long ways, or the election is a long ways away. Even the November off-year elections, the local ones, are a ways away. Uh, John's line is open, by the way, 303-696-1971. But, you know, I've lost, I lost a brother 40-plus years ago, and I remember that pain. And I've lost both of my parents, but, you know, they were, very, they were old. That's different from what my kids are going through. They lost somebody in her prime who was just so connected to her grandchildren, to their children. It's amazing. Some of the videos and uh, things like that, you just you take it for granted until it's gone, and then you see just how spectacular it was. But it is, it's the same even though it's entirely different. You know, I've had clients who have been married for 30 or 40 years. And a divorce comes out of the blue, or maybe it was building or things were, there were problems or we've kind of learned to live this way and we're angry or we're mad or we're, we don't feel in love anymore. And listen, anybody in a long-term relationship feels that way. Sometimes you have to work at long-term relationships, but when it's the right people, it always comes together and it always feels good. At least that was my experience. But even folks, you know, getting hit with the divorce, they, they have to go home to the empty house at night. They have to try and plot their life in a whole totally different direction. So one thing I've learned, and then we'll take our first break, is that you don't compare grief. You, you don't try to compare or contrast or think that, you know, it's harder for me because my wife and I were close and she's still so young and, you know, versus the guy who lost his mom at 15. Tana lost her mom at 16. She never got over it. Now, my daughter's got to deal with losing her mom at 32. And, you know, they've got families and spouses, and, and we've all got each other. So it's it's a wonderful support system. But what John said is entirely right. Grief is just grief, and it hurts. And there's only so much you can do. You You can't make it go away. You just start learning ways to function and have fun and have love and get things done. And I, I'm just barely getting started, so I'm no expert in this regard. But um, yeah, boy, the life, the lessons that life dishes out. We'll get to some of your text messages, more calls, 303-696-1971. First break on my first day back, and uh, it does feel good to be here. Stay with us, 710-KNUS. We're back. That was Adele. It's, it is interesting how my musical interests have changed in the last seven weeks because, you know, I've always been a rock and roller, a cruise guy, a guy who, you know, likes to just crank it up and get loud, get crazy. And uh, all of a sudden, some of these songs about love, about loss, really, um, it's comforting, even though it hurts, but it's, it's, uh, it's just all a blessing, I guess. You know, tomorrow morning we'll go out and do our early breakfast with family and uh, grandson and go to church. And then we've got a bunch of stuff to do. I'm sure there'll be some riding thrown in there. And those, I don't know that I can say that I appreciate them 
more now because I really did appreciate them. But they're certainly more important to me now because such a prime aspect of my life is uh, gone, at least during these earthly days. And uh, so anyway, you may hear some different music around here for a while as I sort of work through all of that. Phone number is 303-696-1971. I want to thank everybody who's texting me on my cell phone with all the welcome backs. Good to be here. Crush it tonight. Thank you, Neil. Brother David. Uh, Joy. Summer. Rose. Rose. Man, one thing that has gone on for me, and really very eye-opening, when you find yourself kind of center stage, um, for a brief period of time when something this traumatic and dramatic happens is you start learning about other people who have gone through the same things. There's people, excuse me, there's people that I have ridden with literally for years, not maybe the closest of friends, but people I admire, respect, great conversations. And all of a sudden something like this happens and then I find out that they lost their spouse 15 years ago in one case very similar to what happened with Tana and maybe I should explain that because there seems to be a lot of confusion and so many people have asked and it's and you know they didn't talk it's 15 years it's not something they brought up in casual or political or Harley riding conversation but they've been living with it too and what tremendous insights they have there's just a certain amount of closeness that you can um, get a, a certain amount of understanding. Uh, perhaps my compassion um, nerve, my compassion button has grown bigger um, while I'm in the midst of this myself just because, man, you just never know what what hurricanes have been thrown into people's lives. And yet, this is part of the human condition, isn't it? This is part of what we have to learn to live with because so many things are out of our control. And uh, text messages are pouring in, too. Hugs to you, Randy. So glad to have you back. Thank you. Sorry for your loss. Happy to hear your voice. I was worried about my voice. I did a promo for this show um, day before yesterday, and I didn't listen to it. But um, I literally had someone call me, a very, very kind man, uh, someone who's gone through some tremendous loss of his own, older than I am. And there are some respects in which age, wisdom does come with age. And he gave me some very sage advice. But he was, he was concerned based on the sound of my voice in that promo that I was depressed or heading into depression. And... Uh, I, and I remember depression. I remember being depressed. Uh, I don't know if there was ever a diagnosis, but it was clinical depression, no doubt about it, um, decades ago in my life. In fact, when I started law school, um, I got so overwhelmed initially that I went in and and it it was like that heavy pit in your stomach. And it's interesting, isn't it, that all sometimes that could have been stress, it could have been fear, it could have been overwhelm, plus exhaustion. Um, but those body manifestations, whether it's heavy grief, whether it's excitement to go out on a big stage or open up a mic and come back to a show or any of those kinds of things, um, 
a lot of those feelings in your body are the same. And what I learned early on as a trial lawyer is that uh, because I literally coming out of law school, if I had a big trial, a big deal in court, I'd go in and I would literally have to dry retch, dry heave just to get it out of the way. And I wasn't scared. I wasn't afraid. But I, and what I figured out is it's just mechanics, adrenaline coursing through your body that makes you have those feelings. And grief releases, you know, a different kind of hormone. And, and those feelings, even if they're triggered by different circumstances, mine or the loss of a parent or the loss of a sibling or, God, probably the worst, the loss of a child. But there I go again, you know, kind of equating different kinds of grief. But those are triggers in your body and, and you can't stop them. But I, I just want to reassure that friend who called, and I, I tried to on the phone, caught me off guard a bit. Um, I, I don't think I'm headed into any kind of depression. I'm active. I've got plans. I've got the best family in the world and things that I still love to do. So um, I just don't think that's a problem for me. Uh, before we get to our next caller, I want to – I should have done this at the very beginning. And, you know, obviously I, I'm scattered no – no show notes tonight, <laughs> just trying to to get it out of my system. But um, many, many thanks to, of course, everybody at 710 who just said, go away, take your time. From Top Brass, Brian Taylor, and our program director, Kelly, and my producer, Blake, uh, everybody who showed up at our services. Um, I know who you are, even if I didn't see you that day, because you signed the guest book, and I'm grateful that'll be a treasure for me. Um, but thank you. And I failed at the start of the show, and I should have, to thank Jeff Hunt and Matt Dunn for showing up. And, um, you know, I'm a Backbone Radio fan, so you got back-to-back -back nights of Backbone Radio several weeks in a row. And Jeff Hunt, man, who is who is more passionate and more on fire than that dude running the Centennial Institute, bringing us the Western Conservative Summit? taking college students to the Capitol to march and pro-life events and and stand around the Supreme Court and express our opinions while the left comes around and screams in your face and throws things at you and uses bullhorns. And, you know, if you're trying to talk on the phone or you're making a video, we'll stand right next to your ear and scream obscenities. They're so disgusting, these people. And I've watched, you know, I've I've been less vocal for the last two months, but certainly have been paying some attention and they're getting worse. They're getting more fearful of the fact that we are on the precipice and they know that it's slipping away. And that's why their behaviors are more aggressive. They're out in front now with wanting to attack the genitalia of your children. They don't apologize for the fact that grown ass men dressed up as drag queens, want to show their half-naked, sometimes more than half-naked bodies to children and wiggle provocatively right up in their faces. They don't even try to hide it anymore. Tell me that we are not now in a spiritual battle. And you know what I know about spiritual battles? There's only one ending. So even when it seems like all is lost, even when it seems like it's ugly, it's nasty, it's unbeatable, it's undeniably in your face, that's the time to step up, you know, get up one more time 
You don't lose until you're knocked down and you don't get up. What they're doing to Trump is extraordinary. Never in the history of this country have we had political prosecutions. And they know they can't stop him any other way than trying to convict him in such a way that he can't run for the presidency because he's crushing it. He's crushing Ron DeSantis. He's not only crushing, but he's stomping into the dirt and then spitting on the rest of the candidates. And I mean that figuratively, you know, God bless those who want to run. I, you know, I don't know what Chris Christie's doing there or Asa Hutchinson, but uh, Vivek. Yeah, I like hearing from him. Uh, RFK Jr. I know he's on the Democrat side, but I like hearing from him. But no matter what they do to to Trump, it just keeps growing the momentum and the movement and the energy I saw at the Turning Point Action event last weekend, which I'll tell you about. I'll talk to you about that and where I was earlier this week down in Alamosa sometime before this show is over. Um, They know. And that's why it's getting more violent, more in your face, more profane, more sexualized, because that's how evil tries to prevail. And the only way evil wins is when good men and women and those in transition do nothing. So before our next break, let's get to another call here. Uh, Joe in Littleton, welcome to the show. Hi, Randy. I've been following you a long time, and um, I've been praying every single day for your family. But I wanted to share a little story, if it's okay. And it's a very personal story, but to me it's very beautiful. Um, I had a mother that was raising four children on her own. This was, I'm like in my 70s. And my father just left us and said, stick them in an orphanage. So she was like a mom and dad to me. And I thought, I'm never going to get through this when she passed. But I had a beautiful experience. And I just wanted to share with the audience and people during Christmas time, we would go as a family, not my mom, but as I married, and pick up a, a item on the Christmas tree, and you'd have a family you'd purchase for. And you could see the family. You could see who you wanted to purchase for Christmas presents. Well, the year after my mother passed, I went up to church, but it was done differently. This year, instead of going on the tree and picking it, you'd have to pull out of the, a hat somebody's name. I pulled out of the hat. I mean, this was at random, Randy. The lady's name was Lucille, which was my mother's name, and she was raising four children on her own. It was a gift from God to let me know my mom was okay. I love that, Joe. I I just, I can't recount the number of moments that we've had over the last seven weeks where we have had a similar feeling. Yeah. Um, People who came to our services for Tana and came graveside for the burial know that as we were getting ready to release doves in her honor, um, this massive, just out of nowhere, wind came up. And Tana always had a saying that, you know, when when you're far away, the breeze in your uh, the, the, the breeze in the back of your neck and that sound that, that whisper in your ear will, you know, be me be will be me sharing, you know, telling you that I love you. She'd say that to our kids a lot, too. And so just yesterday, my son went to the gravesite and uh, on his motorcycle ride home from work, needed to go say hi to mom. And 
out of nowhere, again, this massive wind came up. And you can just imagine that, that it sends shivers up and down his spine. And, you know, I know nature happens, and I'm a very practical, pragmatic person, but uh, it, it's hard not to believe the way certain things come together. God moves in mysterious ways. Randy, I had something similar. I had several things like that, and I won't get into them, but I wanted to share the one, and you're 100% right. That was God speaking to you guys. And it, it's just, it, you just know it. You know it in your heart. And for some reason, I had some kind of connection with Tana during these prayers that maybe I needed to tell you that story. To let you know, she is fine. She's with our Lord, and she's fine. One of, uh, one of Tana's best friends, who was very interactive, she couldn't make it out here, but was, you know, watched the services online, as so many people did. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and um and she couldn't but she couldn't make it out here and her adult daughter died in her sleep two nights ago mm. and i just thought my god you know she lost her, her good friend my wife tana and then her her child which has to be and again you shouldn't rate these things i guess but it's just got to be the worst of the worst yeah. and and one of the things that she said to me when I heard about it, I reached out to her, and one of the things that she said to me is that one of my great comforts is that I know that Tana was waiting to welcome her home. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, wow. Yeah, Joe, thank you so much for sharing. Really do appreciate it, and thanks for listening to the show. God, God bless well. you. You too. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe's line is open three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. I know we've got to get to a break. Um, real quick, I'm going to probably say this several times um but i found out that jimmy uh, jimmy sangenberger all e's no i's no o's no u just ask him that uh, jimmy is having a putting on a concert tonight at the Tagoda tavern in parker and i think that's right around parker and hess i'm going to find out because one of the things one of the worst things about this change in my life as i mentioned earlier is the end of the day and uh, i still love my home and I enjoy myself there, but it is a, it is strange, you know, going home and knowing that it's just empty. And so as soon as this show is over and we get the podcast notes done, I am heading over there to Jimmy's concert. And if you're in the Parker area, Aurora area, Centennial, come on over and support Jimmy. I probably won't stick around too long, but uh, I bet I'll be there an hour or so and I'd love to meet you. But I just think it's really cool to support Jimmy. You may not know that I gave Jimmy his very first job out of law school, put him to work in my law firm. And he's great. You know, he had no experience, no skills. He's just smart, works hard, and learned everything we threw at him. Not not to practice law, but all the administrative, phones, billing, everything. He could just do it. And so, you know, he's not my son, but he is my friend. And I'm proud of everything he's done with his writing and his and now all this music and everything, it's just amazing. So I'm going to roll over there. I think he's on stage about 7.30. I'll probably get there about 8.30. i got to get gas, but I'll probably be there about 8.30, 8.40. Pine Bluffs Way in Parker. I would love to see you there. Um, it'd be fun to talk. So anyway, we do have to take a break. We'll get back to calls. And I know we're going to get into some politics if that's what you tuned in for. And you're welcome to call as well. 303-696-1971. Uh, we can change the topic, but I am just talking from my heart right now. And for me, it feels great. I appreciate you being here on 710-KNUS. Just love that version of that song. I know the Bee Gees probably the one you're familiar with. 
that was Al Green, and it's the best version of that song that there is. And it's interesting, a uh, text message from a friend who um, may be heading into a divorce, because uh, I talked earlier about music and the impact it has and how sort of your need and desire and taste changes a bit. And uh, and this person uh, is not a client, he's a friend, but uh, says, I know what you mean regarding music. And he he names a station that plays, you know, the love songs. And he says, it's giving me sorrow and, in capital letters, hope. And that is so very true. A big, big deal. And, uh, wow, just getting word that my last aunt passed away today. Her heart finally failed. I think she was 90. God, I was just with her um, three or four weeks ago. Um, she was comfortable, didn't have to be moved, suffering over. I hope you're okay. That's from one of my beautiful cousins. I guess that was expected, although I got to say she was froggy when I was with her a few weeks ago. She was sharp. Wonder, I'm so glad I got in there and had that because uh, I did not feel like visiting anybody or anything else, but it was really important. So, man, oh, man, I told you about my wife's one of my wife's dearest friends losing her daughter. Now my aunt. I will say it's different, isn't it? When people are in their 80s and in their 90s, you... Uh, um, you know, I spent, I was with my dad for the last three days of his life. We literally laughed and joked was when he was on the gurney in the ER before they put him up in his private room for his basically three day death watch. Um, we had a motto, my dad and I, that I made when I was about seven years old and, uh, we were going through some tough times in our family driving in the mountains. It was raining and it, and it, what I came up with was rain or shine. We'll be fine. And my dad and I used that a lot during the years. And uh, we literally had that exchange um, uh, last, you know, the third day or so before he passed away. And that was expected. And I hated it. And I cried. And I miss him. And I missed him harder, um, you know, right away then. But, um, but it's different when it's the circle of life. It's different when it's not so sudden, when it's not so shocking, when someone's not gone too young. Um, that I know for sure because of my own personal experiences. And I will get back to the phones. I apologize for for droning on. I'm Randy Corcoran, your pumped-up purveyor of principled, passionate grief counseling. And uh, you're, you're listening to 710KNUS. One line open at 303-696-1971. I plan to roll over to the Dakota Tavern in Parker to see Jimmy, um, Jimmy Jr., and his blues band play for a while. So, man, if you're free and roaming around in the area, let's go support Jimmy. And um, if you happen to see me sitting in the back with a skull cap or messed up hair and a dark brown, this is funny. I showed Blake. I've been riding around so much. I'm dark brown, reddish brown everywhere, except because I ride with gloves. I have these white hands. <laughs> I've got the weirdest looking tan lines you've ever seen. All right, so I guess we ought to get some call. How much time do we have? Oh, we've got a, we got a couple of minutes. Johnny's been waiting forever. Johnny, thanks for waiting. Welcome. Johnny, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You're Can on. You you're on, brother. Oh yeah, appreciate having you back, man. 
Thank you. And um, it was a. Uh, I was doing an outdoor gig at the Strip Cafe, and I, I thought about you when all of a sudden all these LGBTQ people. It was four, and then it, it turned out to be like 40, 40 people just spewing hate at this coffee shop while I'm trying to do trivia and play music in front of this, this, this thing. And one thing that reminded me of you is when this guy says, I'm here to, sh- sh- my goal is to shut this place down. And I'm thinking like, oh, man, another web designer, another cake yeah. baker. Oh, what do you know? What the basis was for the coffee shop? What did they do wrong? How did they well, abuse well, they the LGBTQ plus <laughs> community? They didn't, because I, I was I was amazed that I didn't see you know the prostitutes, the um, liars, the cheaters. Okay, they put a scripture, First Corinthians chapter six nine. These are the people that won't inherit the kingdom of heaven. Just, you know, just, and they just named off the groups and stuff like that. And so the LGBTQ group or the only group that was out there that took offense of this now johnny i've got a caution you you said the lgbq you skipped the t man <laughs> it's l g b t q and there's a there's like 60 more oh man but yeah, i can't keep up with them no but, no and i and as a blind person i'm sitting there and i so i said well let me let me um videotape these people because and, and at one point they they even tipped the cord to, to turn off the speaker I, mean, I had a thousand watts. He, he had his um, whatever that that microphone, that megaphone is um, that you push a button and you talk over into. Um, and uh, you talking about a megaphone? Yeah, yeah. So I, I started, you know, videotaping them, and then people told me what the video were. People putting up signs and and uh, we're, I guess, women trying to uh, expose themselves or just just weird stuff. And we're out there, and we say, hey, we're not out here to, and, and they want to debate, do you think that we should have gay marriage? And I said, what does that have to do with me doing trivia and playing music in front of this business? <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. And it's not, you know, the difference between the left and normal people is that the left insists that you adopt, approve of, and uh, accept their agenda. And if not, they're going to shove it down your face, and they're going to they're gonna shut you up. I've said this from day one and long before, uh, you know, that they got so aggressive in schools and in hospitals and going after our kids and their genitalia that um, whatever happens behind closed doors between consenting adults is absolutely fine with me. And I've got I know plenty of people who live those lifestyles or are that way, whatever you want to define uh, who they are. And I could care less. Um, that's between them and God. That's between them and what makes them happy, them and their loved one. Um, but they can't let that happen with us. And uh, that's why they're going to lose this fight. And that's why they're getting so radical about it now, because they know it. They can feel it. We, we've got a country music singer who has his song taken off CMT, yeah. the country music channel. I heard um, about that. Yeah, and what's it? Jason Aldean, I think. We should probably we should grab some of that song maybe and play it before the show's over if we have time, Blake. Because he talks about don't bring that big city crap that you do in downtown Denver and downtown Chicago and downtown Milwaukee to our small town because you won't get away with that garbage here. 
And he didn't say anything yeah. bad about black people, white people, gay people, brown people, purple people, or anything else. He just said, you know, we've got law and order. We've got stuff here um, that we're going to protect. You don't come in with that garbage. And they pull him. They're they're losing it, Johnny. And, yeah, uh, and the, cra- yeah, the crazy thing about it. So, so they pulled something out of history, something that happened in 1926. And I'm, I'm surprised that with all of them pulling down all the statues so you can forget the history, I'm surprised that they found that little crazy part of history. But I'm going to be back out at that Drip Cafe on the 4th, same time, same channel, and I'm not, we're not going to stop doing what we do. Well, Johnny, we got, the music, we got the music close. We're on the wall. Um, but oh, yeah. call back next week and remind us about this cafe and that date. Maybe we can have a little party of our own. <laughs> God bless you, sir. All right. God bless you. All right. Made it through the first hour. Lines are full. Johnny's line is open. 303-696-1971. Back with you in just one sec. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 